Okay, y'all, I'm going to try to make this podcast short, but I got a testimony that's going to blow your mind. So let me tell y'all what happened today. Woo! Before I get into the testimony to show you how good God is and what I learned from what happened, I'm going to brief you, uh, I'm going to give you a quick briefing on my home searching process, okay? So let me tell you how this went. I was, you know, I like to move every two two years or whatever. But the reason why I move every two years is really because I haven't found the house. Like every house I find, I'm like, okay, this is beautiful. This is my dream house for this season of my life, right? And then God does, you know, he gives me abundance. He gives me blessings. And I'm like, dang, I, I started having a new dream. So then in two years, I'm like, wait, there's another house that, I, you know, maybe I want to pull this time or whatever. You get what I'm saying? But the dream house that I had in my mind, I couldn't afford at that time. It was, it was out of my budget. You understand what I'm saying? So I would get a lesser house that was my dream house for that level. You get what I'm saying? Now, let me tell y'all this story, okay? So, you know, it's 2022. I'm like, you know, I like to throw events. I like to throw parties as far as like for my family. Like I like to have a home. For me, there's no point in having a house unless it's like a community home. So I like to have a home where people can, you know, like recently my friend Steph got married and it was truly a blessing for me. And um, I let her do her photo, her bridal photo shoot at my house. This is the type of stuff I like to do. My other friend is getting married. I want her to have her wedding party at my house. I just like a house where people can utilize it for traditions and all that type of stuff. So the house I have now is a beautiful house. It's nice, but the backyard is super small. And so what happens is I don't like everybody trampling through the house. So I like to have a big backyard so that if I want to throw an event, the house don't get dirty. But like the backyard, we can do whatever we got to do right so i'm like okay you know you know i'm ready now for a bigger house like a a house with a bigger backyard so that i can throw my events maybe film there film the podcast for the same room you know different shows that i'm working on i want to be able to use the house for multi-purpose house okay so check this out y'all i found this house right i found this house and i wanted this house so bad when I say that this house was beautiful it looked like a princess house okay it had it had a huge um lot so that a whole bunch of cars can park there um the backyard just looked like a resort it looked like a dream um the master bedroom had three closets it was big it had a sauna in the master bedroom i was like yep yep hook that up i was like this is well i no, okay this is what i'll say i didn't know it was my house i didn't know it was my house there was something about it that didn't feel like mine but the idea of having the house was was an idea that i was trying to get into so was it my dream house no And let me tell you why, because there were certain things that I wanted in the house that I would just say to myself silently in my head, like, oh, I want a house with 
uh, two kitchen islands or I want a movie theater or I want a basketball court you know what I'm saying these are the things I would say but I didn't think that I could afford that type of house I live in Cali the housing prices are insane so I was like oh I can't afford that that those type of houses cost like 10 15 million so I'm like yeah that's out of my budget so I was gonna do that thing again like where I get that house um it may not be everything that I wanted but it was good it was very very beautiful okay so boom I walk into, you know, that house and and the realtor is like, you know, he sees me and I'm like, wow, this house is beautiful. But there were things about it that I did not like. The kitchen was extremely small. I didn't like the setup. I didn't like the design on the inside. I don't like how the, um, I didn't like how the, the people did the design. Cause I just, it wasn't my taste and it was all over the place. Honestly, it was like three different styles in one. It was a little bit of farmhouse, a little bit of modern, a little bit of, um, just all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, this house is going to need some upgrading, you know, and the outside looked like one of them houses, you know, them olden day houses where you got to put a chicken like at the top. That's what it had, like one of them places where you got to put a chicken at the top because the way the house was built, like it had this circle at the top, like it had this pointy, like tower looking part of it. And it had this circle at the top where you got to put a chicken. So it was a, it was a lot that needed to be done. The house wasn't selling, right? It wasn't selling or whatever. Um, cause it had been on the market for a while. So I was like, okay, it's not selling because maybe it's just not anybody's taste. Cause like I said, it looked like a princess house. So if you're a guy trying to find a house with your family, the men probably like, uh, uh, and for that price range, I think, you know, a lot of men, unfortunately, this is how it is. A lot of men would be involved in the purchase, right? It's not a lot of single women that would be able to, you know, at that level. Right. So you know, but I was like, whatever, the backyard is popping. The pool was a dream. It was huge. It was big. I was like, yes, y'all, this is it, right? So I remember I walked into the house and the realtor was like, this is your house. I, I got a feeling this is your house. I could tell this is your house. And when he said that, it didn't really connect with me, but I wanted the idea of the house, right? So what I do is when I see a house and I and I feel like I want it, what I do is I tend to like take videos and start like planning the decor. I start looking at furniture. Like that's just what I do to really show faith. Like, okay, this is my house. And typically it works, you know, because the last I've, I've purchased three houses so far. I've done that with every, I mean, I don't have all three houses. I sell them. I'm gonna stop doing all that because you know now I'm I'm realizing you need to hold on to your properties because now when I go look up them houses they worth way more I'm like oh no uh uh-uh. uh but you know so far I've purchased three houses and each one that I have purchased I will um you know like just plan out the furniture beforehand I I treat it like it's my house already and I'll t- I'll send videos to my friends like oh this is my house so I try to do that with this house let's call this house Luis. Cause it was on Louise Avenue. So I tried to do that with this house or whatever, but, but I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to look up furniture for that house. Cause something about that house, if I'm honest with myself, didn't feel like mine, but I was like, you know, this is my tradition. This is what I do. So I ended up taking videos and I said this to my friends and I was like, yo, I, 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 you know, I'm about to put an offer in on this house. It's about to be mine. Like, you know, we could have, I started planning events. My friend was getting married. So I was like, yeah, you can have your wedding here. Cause the backyard did look like a, a place where you can have a wedding. It was perfect for a wedding. Right. So I was like, you know, I was planning 
planning stuff. I, you know, my big mouth when I when I feel like something mine, I I'm like so excited about it. I gotta tell people. So I told people, and I went into escrow on this house. The moment I opened escrow on this house, I began to feel a disruption in my spirit, and um, it was like you know, like something. My I just didn't have peace about it. So what I did was, um, it came time for inspection, right? You know, mind you, I never, um, sent my money. So basically when you go into escrow, you are supposed to immediately like deposit your, a percentage of your down payment into escrow. And that's like, that makes it more serious. But for some reason I was hesitant. So I was like, nah, I'm going to do inspections before I deposit my percentage of money into this house. Right. Because something about it just, I I, like, when I say like, I just, I was like, wait, I feel so different than what I normally feel like when a house is mine. All right. So we go into escrow and because I feel some type of way, mind you, this was an old, old house, but it was remodeled in 2021 right so i'm like okay wow so i'm sorry i'm hood y'all but uh, so i was like okay you know this house was remodeled da, da, da. so um i was like okay let me get some inspections there was something about the builders that i didn't trust mark that there was something about the builders of the home the the people who remodeled it that i did not trust it was just an it was just an innate knowing that i could not trust them so when i got my inspections i hired every inspector you could imagine y'all like i was like uh i need i need electrical i need uh roofing i need ac i need i was like what i need the uh sewer people i need plumbing i need termite i need everybody up at this house so i spent so much money getting everybody to this house so that they can do inspections right so i the pool guy everything was getting checked So all of these inspectors came to the house. And when I tell you, I kid y'all not, every single inspector that came to the house had an issue. The electrical was like, hold on, something ain't right. Why would they do the electrical like this? This can't be cold. It's going to cost this amount to fix it, right? Then the pool guy was like, oh, um, they missed, they, they, they did this wrong. They did the wrong tubes or whatever, like the water heater, all that, like it ain't even right. Like why, why would they do that? It just don't make no sense. Then the roofing person was like, well, dang, I think it was a leak in the house. Cause like there's some water damage in the roof. Then the general inspector was like, yo, the, 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 uh, sewage uh, for the plumbing ain't right. The house is, um, is tilted so when it rains the the rain is gonna flow into the house the doors ain't right like literally everything you could think of no inspection came back clean the termite people came and was like look it was some termites up in here then i then i caught the pest control people they was like well it was some rats in the um attic i was like hold up hold up hold up no so i dropped out of escrow I said some, I was like, this is too much. You know what I mean? Cause usually when we go into inspections, it'll be, there's no house that's completely perfect, but it'll be minor things that can be fixed and negotiated, but it's not every single aspect of the house. There's a big issue. It wasn't a small issue. It was a big issue. 
tens of thousands of dollars on every single thing that needed to be fixed. On top of the fact that I told y'all it had a hard time selling. So I already knew that, you know, this house was going to take some work for me to even get my money back or make a profit on this house when I do sell it in the future. So I dropped out. I didn't even ask no questions. As soon as the inspections came, I was like, I'm out, I'm out this house. Bye. Click. Then after that, it took some time. I was like, man, I haven't been able to find a house like this again. Like, like the houses that were on the market and the market, there were like only a few houses on the market. The, you know, if you know anything about real estate, you know that it, it was just a murky period. This was after like the big inflated prices and everybody was paying all this money. This is when it started to dip down and the inventory was super low. So I started to lose faith. I was like, well, dang, you know, that is the best house I've seen. So I, you know, I kept looking at it. I kept thinking about it. I had to break it to my friend and she couldn't throw her wedding there. And so everybody was kind of sad because it was, everybody was like, I was planning my birthday party there. I was, so, you know, we all was kind of sad. So I kept looking at this house and I started to lose faith. I was like, man, will I ever, are the housing prices in Cali going to get so um, big that I won't be able to buy a house like this with it? Cause the house was big and it had a huge lot, right? Y'all listen. (laughs) So, my hard-headed self was like, let me go back to the um the the sellers of that house and let me ask if I can get an escrow one more time. Right? Because I was like, well, you know, I was gonna give them a chance because when I when I went back to them, they was like, Well, we'll fix everything that you find. Everything you find that you feel like is an issue with this house, we will fix it. Boom. So I'm like, okay, if they're going to fix everything, let me get the house then. But let me also tell y'all this. When you buy an old house and it gets remodeled, you do not have new home warranty. So there's this new home warranty that's 10 years. And basically, if there's something wrong with the house, plumbing-wise, structural-wise, or whatever like that, you have a warranty so you don't have to pay to get it fixed. When you buy an older house, you do not have that warranty. Remember that, right? The house was 15 minutes away from my my house now. So I'm like, I wasn't trying to move too far out. So I'm like, okay, 15 minutes, that's cool, da 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 I'm like, it does have some things I want, you know what I mean? But it really, like, the laundry room was super small. It was just a lot. It was, it was things about the house that I'm like, this ain't exactly what I wanted. But I was like, I could work with it and make it a lot better. So, you know, I got back in escrow again. And then that's exactly when... As soon as I got into escrow, once again, my spirit was jumping. My spirit was jumping. I was like, something don't feel right about this house. Every time I get an escrow on this house, it's like I wanted the house. But every time I enter an agreement and get an escrow on this house, my spirit started acting up, acting up, acting up. It was to the point where I couldn't sleep. I'm like, uh-uh. So we there the second time, right? Oh, I forgot to tell y'all. During the time between the first escrow and the second escrow, they told my realtor, this is why I came back to them. They told my realtor that they had addressed a lot of the issues already. And they said, if you find anything else, we'll fix it. So I'm thinking, oh, they addressed the issue. So the house is better now. So, you know, let, you know let's do this. But again, I didn't trust the, the builders because in my mind, I'm thinking, y'all tried to sell the house originally for a high price because it, was, it wasn't cheap. You tried to sell the house for a high price and 
and all of these inspections came back bad, that means do you really have integrity? Because everything y'all did, y'all did wrong. Y'all, it was to the point where there was an iPad that was like this music system that was installed in the house. It was installed backwards. So you literally had to stand, do a handstand to operate the iPad. I'm like, literally the floor, the, the master bedroom, the, you know how you, you know, it has those two doors that open like grand doors that open to a master bedroom. When you, they, the way that to lock the master bedroom, there was a hole in the floor, y'all. So you just had to stick the stick down in the hole in the floor. I'm like, who does that? Who puts a hole in wood? And that's where you like, everything just was, was weird. So I didn't trust them. So I did it again, y'all. I spent money again. I um got a, a all them inspectors to come right back, right? They came right back and y'all, when I tell you, they was like they found new issues. They was like this ain't right and that ain't right. They said they fixed this, they didn't really fix it. They just put a little patch over it and so I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying?" But everybody that came was like, "Well, the house is beautiful. I don't know, you know." But they were like, "I don't know. It's a lot of issues, right?" So I was still tracking on. I was still tracking on, but I still didn't put my deposit into escrow because I was like, "Mm mm, something about the house just was not feeling right." So my realtor also said the same was acting weird because my realtor, you know, once you get an escrow, my realtor usually don't send me, he doesn't send me other links for other houses because he's like, okay, you and you in this house, he don't want you to like change your mind. But this time he would send me links and links and links. I'm like, what? He was like, uh, do you want to check out this other house or do you want to go see this other house? I'm like, what's up? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm in escrow. But I was like, see, I was like, if my realtor is acting like that, I really need to, you know, pray about this. So I went into prayer. I told my realtor, I said, I'm going to pray about this, right? Because this was the day before I had to sign to release all contingencies. If you know about the house, um, like the home buying process, once you sign to release all contingencies, you're stuck. Your deposit will be gone forever and you're stuck, right? So... My, de- but I didn't send them a deposit. That's how, that's how much I was not playing the game. Right. So, um, but, but you contractually are stuck. So you're going to have to send that deposit anyway, but I didn't, you know, so I'm like, okay, whatever. So, um, I told my realtor, I said, I'm going to pray about this, this house. And I'm going to let you know tomorrow morning what God says. So I, I, that night I prayed, I prayed, I said, God, if this is not my house, take it from me. I don't care how much I like it. I don't care how, how fly the backyard is. I don't care about all the parties I done seen there. You know what I mean? In my head, if this is not my house, take it. Right. So, you know, the day, oh, I, I skipped, I skipped something. I ended up bringing somebody to the house cause I wanted to see, cause on top of the inspectors, I wanted to see what I needed to do to the house to make it sellable. So I brought a developer named star to the house and she was like, t- she tore that house down. She was like, girl, this house so ugly. She was like, cause you know, she a designer. So she sees differently. I, I thought it was looking okay. You know, nice. The really the house was the backyard. The, if the house didn't have that backyard, I wouldn't even be looking at the house. You know what I'm saying? It was that type of situation. But she was like, whoever built this just don't know design. Like they got three different type of, it looked like a mold of three different styles of houses. It just wasn't making sense. Like it had the, um, dang, I forgot what it's called. You know, the molding, you know, anyway, I'm not even, I, I forgot what it's called, but anyway, but it had, it just had different styles, farmhouse, modern, like I said, all this, right. 
So she came and she was like, well, look, first, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to redo the outside because it's ugly. She was like, um, and that's going to cost you like, you know, basically a lot, a gang of money. Then she said, and then you're going to have to redo the inside. She was like, and that's going to cost you this on top of all the work that needs to still need to be done on the house. I was like, okay, this house is going to end up being real expensive. So I went to pray. I woke up and I had certainty that this was not my house. I was like, I feel it in the spirit. I feel a disruption in my spirit. I feel like if I sign this deal and sign off all contingencies, I'm going to regret it. Because, y'all, the house wasn't even selling. It had been on the market for like 60 days. So I was like, you know, or 80 days at that point. I think it was like 80 days. It was a, it was a while on the market. So I was like, you know what? I called up my realtor and I was like, I'm backing up the house. Obviously, he wasn't, he was like, uh, you know, you know, roasters want their commission, so you would think he would be um, sad about it, but he was relieved. He was like, "Woo!" He was like, "I'm glad." He was like, "Cause it was something about that house I wasn't feeling either." You know what I'm saying? He was like, "I was scared because you know I'm a good client. I keep telling you every two years I be moving." So he didn't want to lose my business. He wanted to keep the relationship cordial. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm kind of glad you backed out because he was like, I didn't want no issues, right? Because I felt like this house was gonna give you problems." So you know, um, that was in June. So I kind of gave up on the house um, hunting because he would show me all these houses and we would go see all these houses. And I was like, this ain't the one. This ain't the one. Real quick. He even showed me this Hobbit house, y'all. It was a Hobbit house that I'm like, nobody of regular height could even fit in this house. It was just a lot going on. Right. So, um, so I, I, I was like, you know, I told myself, I said, I'm not looking for no house. I'm going to stay in this house and my house hunting days are done right now. You know what I mean? I was thinking about moving maybe in a year or two or whatever, but I wasn't trying to buy a house at all. So Steven, my realtor, he sends me a text of a house and I'm like, this house looked familiar, but I don't remember where I saw it at. So I was like, you know, and I, and I looked and I'm like, wow, this house has everything that I want. Now, I don't know if you guys understand this. What I, I was asking for the moon, the stars, the sky and the like, OK, I was not asking for some regular house. I wanted a movie theater, a basketball court. A I asked, I wanted a view, but here's the thing. I didn't want it all in one house because I, again, like I told y'all, the house that I really wanted, I felt would cost too much. So I would say, okay, either I'll have a backyard with a, a, a basketball court, but the house may not be that big or I, you know what I mean? Like I would, I would make, I would make um, compromises. I'd be like, or maybe it'll have a small backyard with a view you know what I'm saying? And no basketball court. You know what I mean? Or maybe it'll have a maybe it'll have a movie theater. Or if it doesn't have a movie theater, it'll have a room I could turn into a movie theater. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, these are all the things that I want. But I was like, I didn't expect to get it all in one house. So basically what happened was I told him, I looked at this house. I said, okay, this is everything that I want in a house. But I told him, I said, you know what? It's in it, okay. Let me not say where I live. Oh my god, I gotta cut that out, y'all. Don't 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 look this up. But I'm like, okay, the house was in a place where I didn't want to move, right? Like I just heard the city. I was like, I ain't trying to move there. It's too far. So I t I wrote him a a text and I said, hey, I, this house is everything I want, but it's too far. I'm not doing it. I don't want to see it. My realtor did not listen to me. <laughs> He, he, this is the same thing he did with this, the house that I um, had before this new house. He was like, 
girl come see the house like he would just set the appointment because he knows that 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 sometimes i'll say i don't want to see a house and then when i see it i'm like oh this is the house right so um he didn't listen to me he set the appointment he was like um anyway we'll be meeting at the house at 5 p.m on on, uh friday right so i was like man he hard-headed but i was like let me just see this house or whatever right so y'all i go to the house when I walk into this house, I'm like, whoa. The house was new. So it had new new home warranty. The house had things in it that I had asked for that I that I didn't even like ask for out of my mouth. It was things that I just thought that I wanted in the house. Like I've always wanted a, a kitchen with black accents, like a a black cabinets. A black, you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds ugly, but it's really beautiful. But I always said I wanted a black kitchen. It's not black, but it has like, you know, black, you know, accents on it. I always said I wanted a two island kitchen. I always said, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I wanted wood accents in the house. Like, there's all these things that I wanted that, you know, I wanted all this, right? And um, the house had everything. And it was only a little bit more expensive than the other house that I I was gonna get before that I dropped out of escrow twice on. But but that house that I dropped out of escrow on would have been more expensive because of all the things I had to do to it as far as like renovations to make it up to par so that I could sell the house later, right? So the lady that is showing the house, it's a couple, and she does the same thing the other realtor does. She walks up to me, though, and she's like, I can tell that this is your house. And when she said that, I said, I know. I knew there was something about this house. I was like, this is mine. But it also felt unfamiliar because I was like, wait, I've never bought a house that at this price point. I was kind of scared. And then also I was like, this, this, I felt like I didn't deserve it. Because I'm like, wait a minute, I never thought I could get a house with all of these features in, in one. It had a view. It, ha- it had everything. So I was like, I just felt undeserving. I'm like, wait a minute, should I be getting a house like this right now? I mean, I always felt like I had to compromise my dream house and get something less because I never felt comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't feel like I was at that point in my life. Well, let me tell y'all, right? So I prayed about this house. I said, okay, well, I'm going to pray to God. And if this ain't the house for me, I'm going to let it go. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to push God's hand. You know, I'm like, okay, he told me to get out that other house. I was thinking maybe, he, I didn't know why that house didn't work for me. I mean, I knew it was because there was some frauds. But at the same time, I was like, why did why did it end like this? Like, you know what I mean? I was thinking like, does God just not want me to move? Am I being greedy? Like, what's going on? So I prayed about the house. I said, God... Give me three signs that this house is mine. Okay, boom. The first sign, one, we opened escrow. I did not hesitate to put my deposit in. I put my deposit in on the second day. I was not playing. Um, So we opened up escrow, right? The first sign I wanted was that inspections would go well, right? So we did inspections and everything went well. The house was a little bit over my budget. I won't lie. It was a little bit over my budget. So I was like, you know what, God, um, you know, I'm going to do a, 
so basically, okay, wait, I, I'm doing things out of order. So I put up, so this, okay, the inspections happened later. The first thing that happened was I put in my offer on the house. And I say, God, I'm going to have to do a lower amount because the one, the price that they're asking is too high. I said, I'm going to have to go just a little bit lower. Not just a little bit. I went low, lower. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and if they accept it, then that's the first sign. So I went lower on the house and I submitted my offer. And the the owners of the house, right, they are in the, they are in the industry, right? The one of what I didn't know was that his wife looked me up when she saw the offer. So they so they had my offer, they had another cash offer, and the cash offer was higher than mine. It was at at price. And the wife had a similar story, like foster care, mother died from domestic violence. And so when she when she read up on my story, she said her. I'm taking her offer. So she convinced her husband to take less money, significantly less money, so that I could get the house. So that was the that was the sign number 1. I said, the fact that these people would turn down more money so that I can get the house, that's sign number 1. So, you know, we go into escrow, da 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 da. Fast forward, we do the inspections. I said, God, if these inspections come back crazy, I'm out. The people came, I was just as diligent and hired, and you know, because I learned now, everybody coming out, okay? And that's one thing I will say, when you're trying to buy a house, make sure that you get the thorough inspections. I'm talking about everybody. I know it's an investment, and I know it costs money, and I know not everybody can afford that. But if you can, you need to, okay, get everybody out there, because I don't care if it's a new house, an old house, remodeled. These people be acting up sometimes. So you got to make sure that you have inspected the roof. That's big because sometimes, you know, it'd be leaks. Make sure you check for mold. I'm talking about everything. So I had the whole squad come out, the same squad that annihilated that other house. (laughs) And they were like, oh, this is a good house. They was like, this house is pretty good. So I was like, okay, cool. So the inspection came back. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So then it was time for appraisal. So I was like, well, God... This is the thing, right? The house, there was no real comps because the house in its neighborhood, there wasn't anything like it. There wasn't anything that had all those features that had been sold in the last year or two. So it, so they had to go a little bit out of the city lines to go get comparables for the house. So I was like, God, look, if if they can't find comps on this house and the only comps to compare it to are significantly cheaper and they come and the bank comes back and tells me this house appraised significantly lower because the people wasn't going to sell the house for lower than what they was like, look, we already gave you a discount, girl. And if you go lower, you out. You know what I'm saying? They was like, we got a we got a bigger cash offer like you doing too much. We already did a lot for you. So I say, you know, so I say, well, God, if this house comes in lower way lower like I could do a little bit lower but way lower I was like I'm gonna have to bounce out this house right because you don't want to if the house appraises way lower than what you're paying for it you do not that could be a bad investment for you right because you're paying above market rate so if you try to sell it later you might not make none or you might make less you might lose money on the house so you you want to make sure your house appraises around the price that you 
offered it, right? So I said, well, God, if this house don't appraise at the price, I'm out. The appraisal comes back. It took forever for that appraisal, too. I was like, woo, I was sweating bullets. It took like a week and a half. I'm like, normally appraisals will take four days. It took a week and a half. I was sweating bullets. I get the appraisal back. Y'all, do you know it appraises at the exact amount that I offered, which was, remember, it was less than what was on the market. So if I had put in a, a higher offer, it would have appraised way lower. But see, I had already did the lower offer. So it appraised at the exact dollar amount. Boom. So, you know, that's three signs, but I'm like, let me keep going. So I'm like, well, if my loan comes back in the interest rate, because during this time, the interest rates are super high. I was like, if my loan come back in the interest rate is good, you know, and not crazy, I'll, you know, move forward with the loan. Loan comes back. Bank is like, oh, we was able to get you lower than what they got me a lower interest rate than what they got when than what they calculated on the other house on Louise. So I was like, oh, everything going, everything going. So. Fast forward to today. Today is September 7th, 2022. I'm about to close escrow in two days. I didn't even ask for this sign. I'm I'm talking to designers because I need somebody to help me design the house, like interior designers. And I'm trying to show them my style. So... I'm going through my old photos. I'm scrolling back years to houses I had in 2019. I scroll back and I'm like trying to show them like a picture of the houses so they can see what my style is. Afro chic, modern, organic. You know, that's my style. So I scroll all the way back and what do I see? On December 6, 2019, I took a screenshot of a house and put it on my digital vision board. Because it was my dream house. I had seen it on um, the realtor sites. It was either on the realtor sites or Pinterest. I don't know where the screenshot came from. But I had, I had seen this house and I said, wow, this is beautiful. This is the house I would love to have. But it, at that point, I couldn't afford a house like that. So I was already in another house. But I was like, this is the house that is like my ultimate dream house. You guys... On everything, and I wish I could show y'all the screenshot. I'm gonna post it on my um, IG anyway, and and testify there. You guys, when I looked at the house that I had screenshot in 2019, why was it the same exact house that I'm closing escrow on in two days? Let me tell y'all something. You know, this ain't no regular vision board story because a lot of times with vision boards, people will get something similar. Like they'll be like, oh, look, this was on my vision board and the house I got looks similar or, oh, this is the car. You know what I mean? It was not similar. It was the exact same house that three years later would be mine. So let me tell you, let me just wrap it up and tell you the quick lessons that I learned from this story. The number one lesson is obedience. Because, see, I had opened my big mouth and told everybody I was going to get that first house. It was to the point where, you know, everybody and their mama knew that I was moving and I was getting that house. 
And so when I had to drop out of escrow twice, I felt extremely embarrassed. And I was like, dang, you know, everybody thought, I, you know, everybody was already planning their stuff there. If I had been disobedient and ignored the fact that I did not feel peace about that and kept going with that house, I would have been stuck with that house. And let me tell you how bad it would have been. I checked up, up on that house, you know, recently. That house dropped about 300000 because it could not get sold. So I would have paid 300000 above what that house was even worth for a bad house that still can't get sold to this day. The house probably has, at this point, mind you, that was in June. It's, it's August. No, it's September. That house would have, it's still on the market. Okay, you know how many months that is? On top of the fact that it was already on the market 80 days. So if I had been trying to stunt and been like, okay, I don't want nobody to think, because you know, people talk mess or whatever. You don't know why they think you dropped that escrow. They might be like, oh, she couldn't afford it, whatever. Or if I felt tied to what my friends thought, because they were really sad. They were like, man, we wanted to, you know, do parties in the house. If I had been disobedient, I would never have had the opportunity to have my actual dream house that I put on my vision board, which was, by the way, 10 times better than that other house the house this house the first time it was on the market sold in four days and then I scooped it up in a week so that I scooped it up the first showing actually you know what I'm saying so what I'm trying to say is that like this house was was selling quick and it was just so much better it was it was new so I had the new home warranty it had it didn't have a I didn't have to do no work on it I don't got to touch this house everything is perfect how I like it the design is elite so what I learned from that is when God has something for you and he says hey maybe it's a business deal maybe it's a marriage maybe it's you know a a job whatever if God says no, you better listen and you better be obedient because you could be blocking your blessing. You don't know why God is telling you no, but it's usually to protect you and because he has something better. So that was the first thing. The second thing is patience. Because if I didn't have patience, then, you know, who I would have bought one of them other, I probably would have bought the Hobbit house or another house thing, you know, because fear sometimes makes you do things that, you know, you're operating outside of faith. So 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 here it's patience and faith. Let's put that together. Patience and faith is the second thing. Because if I was fearful and felt like oh I'm never going to get another house, I would have just bought the next house cuz there were other houses that were nice. It just wasn't for me, but I could have been like, "Oh, there I won't find another house. Let me buy that. Let me buy that." And if I did, I would have been cheating myself cuz some of those houses were more expensive than this house, but this house had more offering than that other house. So it was faith. I remember I said when I put that, when I dropped that escrow, I said, you know, I mean, I did feel a little discouraged for a time being, but then I, I, I brought myself back and I was like, well, you know, I'll just stay in this house for a year, but God is going to eventually give me a house better because I knew he wouldn't take nothing from me unless he going to give me double, double portion. If he tell you to walk away from something, it's because he got double portion, baby. You better understand the God we serve. The third lesson that I learned was timing. Ha! Let me tell you something. When I screenshot that house in 2019, I could not afford that house. You see, my finances were not at the level of that house. I was not at the level of that house at that time. That house 
in 2019, if I would have got it in 2019, would have been a curse to me because I could not afford it. So I would have been living outside of my means. It took three years. Hold on, because look, in 2019, somebody bought that house. Somebody else bought that house, right? And they lived in that house up until they put it on the market in August. So if I, so, so here's the thing, right? When I was looking for a house, they ended up deciding to move out of the house because they had to move like out of state. God literally was like, yo, it's your time. And he got them. He's like, get up out of my daughter's house. I mean, he blessed them because they, they ended up moving to another state and they got acres and acres on top of acres. So it ain't like he just kicked them out. But it was my time. See, when when it's your time, and now I can afford it. Now my finances are set up for it. Now I'm at the level where I can get that. You understand what I'm saying? Timing, this this is why, see, this is the, the last bright stand and everything. You know, like I said, this podcast is about waiting and just lessons that I'm learning during the wait of just the promises of God. And just different things. But what I'm trying to tell you is timing is so important. You can apply this to your business. Imagine, sometimes God will have something for you. And yes, it has your name on it. See, because this house was mine. It just wasn't mine at that time. You see what I'm saying? But see, I had screenshot that house. And God had me strategically scrolling through my pictures for the interior designer. And I stumbled upon it. Because if I had this, mind you, I got like 40,000 photos on my um, phone. If I wasn't scrolling so hard to find those pictures for the designer, I would have never seen this sign. I would have never seen that I had screenshot that. You get what I'm saying? So my thing was God in his infinite wisdom and his, his foresight already knew that was my house when I screenshot it. He knew that it would be my house in 2022. It was not my house. It was my house, but not at that time. The timing was not right. So a lot of times we want this, we want that. And we hear God say, okay, this is yours. You will walk in this. This is a promise over your life. But because the timing isn't right and we go through years of waiting, we're like, well, what's going on? What's going on? At that time, I didn't know it was my house. But what I'm trying to say is like, let's say you God promised you something in business and you're like, why three years past, four years past, 10 years past. And you're like, God, what's going on? You said I would be this. You said I would be that. You said I would do this. You said I would do that. What's happening? Sometimes you not ready for the blessing. Sometimes you're not equipped. In this case, my finances wasn't ready for that blessing. But, but. In other cases, it could be you want to get married, but you're not ready for a marriage. You see how a blessing early can be a curse. And we talked about that in other podcasts. We talked about a baby coming early is a miscarriage. We talked about how getting married fast can sometimes lead you know, to the wrong person speedily. Not to say timing is anything when it comes to marriage because I believe if God got the one for you, it's the one for you. But what I'm trying to say is that like, if you're trying to rush the process of marriage, what could that lead to? A divorce. Remember, we talked about that. 
This house, had I got it in 2019, I would have hated this house because I probably would have been in foreclosure and it would have stained my seven years of bankruptcy. You hear me what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? It was needed for me to wait for the perfect time for me to get the house that I had dreamed of. So I want you guys to be encouraged today because our God is a masterful planner. You know, our thoughts are not his thoughts. We don't have the kind of understanding he has because he knows the beginning, the end, and the middle. So he sees things from a different point of view. Now, imagine if I had the foresight to know that this would be my house in 2022. You get what I'm saying? I wouldn't even be looking at Luis. I wouldn't have been sad about that house. I'd be like, whatever, child, please. I already know in 2022. You get what I'm saying? But see, God knows that. So while you sitting up here moping around like, oh, God, why am I not married? Why God is like, child, please, I got marriage for you. It's going to be everything that you wanted. It's going to be so popping. Your husband is going to be more than you could act. What did the Bible say? It says God does abundantly beyond anything we can ask or think. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It will, it will be thoughts that you just thought in your mind that God will answer. And you'll be like, but dang God, I didn't even, I didn't even say it. I didn't even say it. I asked for this or that. God be like, I'm going to give you this and that. You heard? I'm telling you, he is the giver of the most perfect gifts. When he gives a gift, there's no doubt, there's no question that it is his hand. That's the kind of God we serve. So if I can encourage you is to be patient, is to is to really be patient, is to have faith and is to have trust in God, knowing that if he gave you a promise, he is not a man that he should lie. He is not a God that he, sh- he is not a man that he should fail. He, you know what I mean? He don't fail and he don't lie. He's not one of us. You get what I'm saying? When he gives you a word, when he gives you a prophecy, when he gives you a promise of something, one thing you better bet all your money on, one thing you better bet your life on, one thing you better bet your faith on, one thing you better bet everything you got on is the fact that it will come to pass. And there will be something familiar about it. Because when I walked through that house, I said, this, this house looked familiar. I just didn't remember where I seen it from. It was on my vision board. So I just want to encourage y'all today because honestly, it increased my faith. Can't nobody tell me nothing about God. I'm telling you, I ain't trying to hear it because I have experienced him for myself. I know who God is and I know how he moves and his his game is on point. He moves so masterfully. Nobody can nobody can mimic it. You understand what I'm saying? The way God moves, the way he loves, the way he he favors. I'm telling you, no, like there's no love in this world that can compare to his love. There's no no gift that can compare to the gifts he gives his children. There's no no person that can be as honest, as trustworthy, as loyal, as faithful as the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's my testimony on September 7th. And you know me, seven is powerful. It's the, it's the day of completion. 
And it was like God was telling me, see, this is the completion of that 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 promise. So I just want to say thank y'all, love y'all, and I will, I'll be back with when you know with the next message, not too long from now. And shout out to everybody that's listening. I don't know who you are, and I don't know how y'all find in my pockets, but I got a solid ten to twelve listeners as of right now. Um, I haven't promoted it or anything like that. I don't know. I guess you guys are randomly stumbling upon it. But yeah, shout out to y'all.